0: Welcome to the PSDcast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, in addition to connecting every device, vehicle, home, and city in a massive network, the Internet of Things presents a plum target for hackers, possibly the biggest and most tempting prize ever conceived for cybercriminals. And because everything is literally connected to everything, uh, the potential damage is limited only to the hacker's imagination. We've already seen hacked traffic lights and every sort of consumer device has been hit at some point, But the real damage comes when hackers turn their attention to autonomous vehicles, which rely on the IoT and smooth communications to function properly and safely. Today's guest just wrote a blog on this very topic, and as the VP of IoT Embedded Solutions for Sectigo, Alan Grau spent a lot of time dealing with the potential threats of smart cities. Now, Alan, thanks for joining us. And you mentioned in your blog that there's already 2.3 billion connected devices deployed in smart cities, and that's... 2.3 2.3 billion potential targets and we're just in the early stages of the IoT so the worst as they say is yet to come. So apart from my intro could you briefly summarize the emerging threats to smart cities?
1: Yeah, Jason, I'd be happy to. So as we look at smart cities, as you say it really is early days. I mean, we're seeing a large number of connected devices and you know they're they're presenting opportunities to optimize all sorts of operations, you know, everything from, you know, the traffic systems, the flow of traffic, the, you know, the management of utilities from you know, the electric grid to sewage, you know, treatment processes, you know, to building control systems. Everything's getting connected. You know, more and more devices are being brought online. But manufacturers are also in the early stages of really addressing cybersecurity for these devices. I now mean, we're seeing improvements. It's not where it was 5 or 10 years ago where people were building devices with no consideration for security, but it's still not where it needs to be. You know, many of the devices being manufactured today still don't have strong comprehensive security solutions built into them, making them easy targets for hackers. And, you know, as you mentioned, there've already been some high-profile attacks, and there surely are more to come.
0: Mhm. So Let's talk a little bit more about the malware threat specifically. We previously mentioned on the show how a hacker could use a smart refrigerator as a pathway into the smart home and cause all sorts of damage. So if we scale that up on a massive scale, what kind of damage could something like this do in a smart city, you know, where everything big and small is connected?
1: Yeah, it really is um, you know, it just depends upon the specific application that gets targeted. If you're looking at you know traffic lights, you know the the ability to do damage there isn't perhaps as severe as some others, right? You can disrupt the flow of traffic. you know it could result in in, in some accidents, you know which obviously is something we want to avoid. Um, but that's that's one scenario or one use case. But as you look at other you know kind of critical systems that are online, you know the more critical the system is, the greater the chance for damage. And, you know, if you look at a sewage treatment plant, if, you know, cyber criminals are able to access the control systems within that plant and, you know, release sewage, disrupt the processing of that, you know, that could be, you know, really a very, very significant um, problem. There's actually a a case a number of years ago in Australia where a sewage treatment or some sort of sewage system, I don't remember the exact details, um, was hacked and sewage so was released flooding certain areas, you know, causing really significant damage to the area that was flooded. Um, and that was a cyber attack that, that was perpetrated in that case. Um, you know, but the one that you, you mentioned at the onset, as we look at connected cars, is one where, you know, the potential for loss of life, you know, comes into play. And so, you know, really, there are many different critical systems, all of which are are potentially vulnerable and you know just it depends upon the operation of the system. But it's it's really critical that all of these be secured.
0: Okay. Well if we're to be proactive about it, what's the first step
1: in protecting a smart city then? Well there's a couple of things that really need to be addressed. It's not just a you know all security solutions are multiple layer require multiple layers of security. So as we look at Smart cities. A lot of the concern is around IoT devices. So as you, as you look at those, you know they are computing elements in themselves, right? It's a, a device that is managed by or controlled by a small embedded computer that's built into the device, and those devices themselves have to have security built in. So the OEMs, the original equipment manufacturers, you know the companies building the equipment need to ensure that high levels of security are built into the device. you know. And so we're talking about specialized devices here. So we can't just take Windows antivirus programs and run them on the device. They just won't run those sorts of programs. So you have to build specialized solutions into the device themselves to ensure they're protected from attacks. So it's you know, building in things like code signing and secure boot and secure firmware updates so that the device can validate that the firmware that it's running hasn't been manipulated or modified by a hacker it's a matter of having you know secure communication with strong authentication so you when you when we talk about secure communication there's the the process of encrypting the data that's being transmitted and that's one important element but the authentication element is really important that's you know how do you know that you're actually connecting to the other the other in the communication channel is who it says it is, right? that it's not being spoofed. So that comes into um, the process of having digital certificates in utilizing PKI or public key infrastructure to assign an identity, which is done using a certificate, to each device so that you can ensure that, again, you're communicating with who you think you are. You can't have imposters on the network masquerading as legitimate devices and you know, causing you know, wreaking havoc and mayhem.
0: Right, right. Now, and you mentioned autonomous vehicles and the potential for serious harm and loss of life. So when it comes to autonomous vehicles, I, I tend to think the biggest challenge isn't technological, but in the regulatory space and convincing a skeptical public that it's safe to give up total control of their vehicles, especially if and when there's accidents caused by cyber attacks. So, how do we convince the public that it's safe to deploy autonomous
1: vehicles? Yeah, that's going to be a kind of an ongoing process over over many years. I think that you know time will prove that you know over over time as these systems are developed, improved, enhanced, that those solutions will actually be safer than human drivers. We're not. I don't believe we're necessarily there today. But if you look at other, um, you know, other operations, there are many, many places where computer operations are able to do you know, kind of precise, repetitive um, tasks that require high attention to detail more effectively than humans are. I mean, laser eye surgery is largely a computerized process, for example. And you know, there are other examples like that. Getting there, though, takes a lot of time. There's been other examples where computers have taken over from humans. The initial response is always, well, computers can never do that as well as as the humans can. right?" The experts in the field are always going to be better. Um, But as the technology improves over time, that shifts. But it's going to take diligence in building high levels of safety, high levels of redundancy, and high levels of security into these systems.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, before I let you go, and, we'll, and we'll last but certainly not least, how does Sectigo's embedded firewall uh, help protect the car's
1: network? So, yeah, Sectigo's role in embedded security is is actually fairly broad. Um, the embedded firewall is one of our flagship products that we are working with auto auto manufacturers um, you know, to build an extra layer of security into the ECUs, the electronic control units within vehicles. And so the firewall can operate in a gateway ECU within a car. So the modern cars typically have a gateway ECU. So that's the ECU that's controlling or providing all the communication services external to the car and then passing those packets on into the vehicle systems, the internals, whether it's the infotainment system, a management system that's reporting maintenance data and other information back to a vehicle operation system for maintenance, uh, software updates, all the communication that happens with the car is controlled through that gateway ECU. So it's become a focal point for attackers as well since it's where all the most of the communication is occurring. And the firewall just provides another critical layer of security into that ECU to help detect and block potentially malicious traffic.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, thanks a bunch, Alan. On behalf of PSD, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in.